In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm so help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. Ryan Russell-Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics How's it going, team? Good. It's really good. I'm just, I, I tweeted this today, but I'm just, I'm trying to tell myself that the weather forecast for New York this weekend is a lie. Have you I seen know. it? It's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's like cold and raining. That's not it, what we're what's doing. So, what's so frustrating is that it's <laughs> so hot and outside right now. It's absolutely stunning right now. And I just don't really see why we're not going to keep this energy going. <laughs> into the long weekend. I know it's like now that, now that we're allowed to go do things in, outside, it's just like astonishing to me that outside would disagree with that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like <laughs> I, you know, I'm not cool with the weather right. at this point. I need it. I thought when the pandemic ended, there would also no longer be rain. Yeah. And then it's going to be nice and after I, Memorial Day weekend. It is completely unfair. Um, well, luckily Brian, Brian and I, I last know. night, because we do have a sup happy, happy hour planned was like, we can also, we can go inside. We can, yeah, we will hang out inside. Well, that is the crazy thing. Is that it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to be outside because I want to do Memorial Day weekend thing. Right. But we can be inside. <laughs> we can be inside. We can be yeah. inside. <laughs> Somebody who, I don't know, I just suspect has probably spent a lot of time inside. I would if I were her, is Amy Cooper. She's back. <sighs> Central Park Karen oh God. is back in our lives for a moment. So this week, Amy Cooper, the white woman who calls 911 on a black bird, watch, bird watcher in Central Park, filed a discrimination lawsuit against her former employer for firing her after the video of the interaction went viral. I much prefer the way you described her in the newsletter, Elise, as famed racist spaniel owner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She doesn't. The thing is, because I love spaniels and I'm like, she doesn't deserve that spaniel. No, absolutely does not deserve that spaniel. Absolutely not. He has no idea. He has no idea. Yeah. But it's important to remember as we go into this, and I mentioned this earlier this week, that like what she did was objection, objectively terrible, but it also happened the day after George Floyd was murdered. Like we had just seen what happens when you call the police on a black man, and she still did. So being fired from her job was Amy Cooper's only real punishment. She'd been charged with filing a false report, but let off the hook as long as she took some, what I saw described as therapy classes. I would love just to do therapy classes. That sounds great. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> they make Mayor of Easttown do that. Oh, That's right. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. You can't, I, I assure you, you haven't had anything, but yeah, no. Mayor has to take similar classes. I after, mean, not I got, um, after I got caught drinking at prom, I was too forced to go to therapy classes my sophomore year. So I get it. I, oh. I already told Brian, but I really enjoyed his episode of 
the of Roast the of Your Teenage Self podcast, which yes. people can find on other apps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to listen to Brian's because I was had no idea what a delinquent you were. I know. You Brian really reformed yourself. You really reformed yourself. I'm going to go through and get all the sub posts on. So yeah. if, you know, subscribe to the podcast now and you'll be able to hear about the the teen selves. Millie's been on. Brian's been on. We're going to do everyone. And every time you have a new guest, I'm like, oh, that person should also co-host the sub. I mean, obvious synergy, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, would you, I would actually be kind of curious what Amy Cooper was like in high school. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm so sure that she was like a snitch. Also, mm-hmm. uh, like step to the teacher, but the teacher didn't even like her. Like she's the teacher probably was allergic like, to peanuts. Ruins it for like, everybody. Not even really. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Exactly. She just doesn't like them. Yeah. So she is now angry and it's been a full year, but she is now suing her employer. So she filed the lawsuit last Tuesday in Manhattan federal court against Franklin Templeton, where she worked as an insurance portfolio manager. She is claiming that her employer discriminated against her because of her race and gender in firing her as a result of the video. The the lawsuit claims that by firing Cooper, the company perpetuated, this is a quote from the lawsuit, perpetuated and legitimized the story of a, quote, Karens versus an innocent African-American to its perceived advantage with reckless disregard for the destruction of plaintiff's life in the process. Remember, this plaintiff is Amy Cooper. I mean, I everyone just... saw the video like she was fired because she went viral in a bad way and brought like bad attention to her employer. And she was fired. I don't know what like investigation needed to happen to them other than, oh, my God, a million people are calling our office because our employee did something insanely racist and it's going viral online. <laughs> right. There's this real sense of like they did. They did this before they knew the real story. This is the real story. And she proceeds to tell exactly what we saw yeah. on the video. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> what, what missing? What's missed? We watched. There's a video. You missed the context. It's like we literally watched the beginning to the end. And actually, even earlier this year, maybe later at the end of next year, an earlier call, she had made another call about Christian Cooper, I think like moments before that was like even worse and more egregious. So obviously it made sense for them to fire her. But the lawsuit also then like goes after Christian Cooper in this like really personal way. It calls him an overzealous bird watcher engaged in Central Park's ongoing feud between bird watchers and dog owners. Oh man. <laughs> I want to see that, that movie. I know she's I taking this big. Like doesn't that sound like a book proposal or like a, yes. a pilot? Like it's there's an ongoing feud between bird watchers and dog owners. Yeah, it's like you don't get it. This has been going on for decades, years, a long-standing rivalry between the bird watchers and dog owners of Central yeah, Park. You're just learning about this, but this has been going on. It really does sound like one of those like big blockbuster animated films that like every yeah. comedian plays a different like animal or bird or dog. <laughs> like, yeah. And they just makes a bunch of money and it's sort of like it's not a Disney movie. It's like DreamWorks right. offering for the yeah. year. Right. But mm-hmm. in the end, everybody becomes best friend and comes to an understanding. Yeah. They team yeah. up to Which fight. They cohabitate. Yes. And I think in this version, it would mean that they they like team up against Amy Cooper. So again, as you said, she's claiming that the company was like, we're going to do an internal investigation into what happened here. She claims they never did and just fired her. But as we've been saying, like, 
there's only so much to investigate. Like the video was there. She was charged with violence. Like the police were like, yeah, this is fucked up. Like, yeah, she had to take classes. There. She had didn't to take work, classes. I guess, but like, <laughs> I know really. So she says that this company, her company would not have done this. They would not have terminated her if it wasn't for her race and gender. So by that, she's saying that she was discriminated against because she's a white woman. Insane. I think they would have fired a white man. Yeah, I think they would have fired. I think they would have fired. I mean, probably anybody. I mean, I think if a woman of color went viral in some crazy way and a bunch of people started calling their company and she became sort of like a national villain, they would probably fire her as well. (laughs) I think exactly like you. Yeah, that's the it's really again, like you said, it's the only consequence she faced. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens when, again, you become a national villain and everyone knows your name and like literally laws get passed called the Amy Cooper <laughs> law against racism. Like, it's not Well, this, it's yeah. also it's like I she ha- was wearing sunglasses and a hat. You can't think of her face. Why is she putting herself back out there? Why is she reminding us? of the fact that she did this terrible thing, I think it's fucking stupid because it's weird. It's I'm got like, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she, it's really too bad that she isn't a Republican because she could probably run for office and win like as a Republican. Oh, she, if she wanted to do she the, could be fucking president, probably the what's what's the couple State. that shot at people? <laughs> oh, the McCluskeys. Oh yeah. The yeah. Oh, she yeah. could pull a McCluskey for, for sure. sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. She, maybe that's in her future. She's probably announcing a run. She and Elise Stefanik will will shore up New York, the New York millennial conservative yeah, movement. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So now let's talk about another very dangerous Karen. My other favorite part about this story is that the word uh, Karen is just used multiple times in legal documents. <laughs> like yes. you called me a Karen as if it's a legal term, like a type of slander to call somebody very, a Karen. That reminds me of um, when, when my, uh, my family, my mom's half my mom's family is estranged. And during the legal proceedings that were involved in that, it did get put into court records that when my aunt was younger, they used to call her Cinder Roseanne. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and that made it actually into the legal proceedings. Is this the same aunt involved with? No, concern? this is oh. a different aunt who's good, different side of the family. This is the Italian side of the family where, like, it's like 90% carnies uh, and there's like a lot of legal troubles. Carnies, <laughs> wow. Sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I come from a long line of like carnies and above ground <laughs> pools. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy Gift Mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of 
gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner. Whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So now let's talk about a, another dangerous Karen, Marjorie Taylor Greene. We noted on Monday that the representative from Georgia had been doubling down on her comparison of mandatory mask wearing to the Holocaust. She has tripled down on this. And after that, a number of her Republican colleagues and some well-known conservative I don't want to, I don't like calling them activists. Well-known conservatives uh, have denounced her words, but we will note that it took five days for Republicans in the house leadership to say anything at all about comparing wearing masks to the slaughter of 6 million Jews. Among the people who finally did denounce this were Kevin McCarthy, the house minority leader who said that the house Republican caucus condemned the language. If only there were something he could actually do about it. The Auschwitz museum, we should note also condemned this and, just seems like if a member of your party got condemned by, condemned by the Auschwitz Museum, it's time for it's some. Tough. That's, That's tough. tough. I don't know how you come back from that. <laughs> it's honestly tough to be condemned by a museum. Like that's just, you need yes. to kind of look at your life in general if a museum of any kind is coming forward to condemn you. But the Auschwitz Museum in particular, that's rough. Yeah, that <laughs> a museum about a concentration camp is like, ooh, yeah, took to Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, We'll note, like, we're not the only people that are like is talking about her dangerous. So the fact that when people choose to come out against her, it's definitely because they've deemed that the dangers that she's posing are like outweigh. But that's kind of why I did want to talk about this, because I I still think that I mean, she's raising money off of this because she has not apologized. She is now sending out emails saying, give me $5 to like beat back the woke mob that now includes <laughs> give me Kevin. $5 to fight the Auschwitz Museum. <laughs> 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 right don't donate to the auschwitz museum <laughs> give, yeah give me five give me a fiver <gasps> oh it's wild but yeah i mean she's she's raising money like the woke mob is coming after me and now the woke mob i guess includes kevin mccarthy and ben shapiro yeah. but punchable news 
which are the people that used to write Politico now have something called Punchbowl News. And they broke a story this morning saying that Paul Ryan is going to give a speech this weekend, urging the party to move on from Trump and basically other populist candidates made in his image. Like yeah, that's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, that's yeah, going to work. Cool, We're going to listen to Paul Ryan. Yeah, where, yeah, people famously in the Republican Party are, have been listening to Paul Ryan. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. He was irrelevant years ago. Years Right. He was probably like one of the least successful speakers of the houses ever, you know, yeah. like also thinking about when they when That's they true. passed the uh, when when he passed um, like the repeal of uh, Obamacare in the house and they all celebrated and then yeah. it was just like didn't happen. Instantly. It's like there's nothing more embarrassing than that. Oh, no. Yeah. He got to be speaker of the house just to be humiliated by Donald yeah. Trump every day. Yeah. Every single day. And now he's going to come back and he thinks they're going to listen to him. Right. Marjorie Taylor Greene, like you just said, she's successful because of this. And mm-hmm. that's like going to your point, what you were saying, it is so tough. Like I have a hard time with the newsletter being like, what crazy shit that Marjorie Taylor Greene says should I put in versus what shouldn't I? Because it is reminiscent of this like breathless coverage of Donald Trump. Trump from back in 2015, where they just rep- we report every horrific awful thing that he says and then it's just free media free media free media free media forever and forever and i mean it's it's a hard balance because what she said is awful uh it's coming on the heels of like a rise in anti-semitism so it's like you know it's really hard to balance what you talk about and what you don't and she's in the congress this isn't even like just a reality tv star who sucks she's actually in congress she her vote like I mean, obviously, Nancy Pelosi has as much power, but it's like has much more power. But like a vote in Congress is a vote in Congress. Everybody's vote is weighted the same in Congress. Right. And if 2022 doesn't go our way, then she's in the majority in Congress. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. We're supposed to elect president again. And I said yesterday, I think about every day how if we lose the House and then the House doesn't accept the 2024 result. Mm -hmm. And she's raising tons of money by saying that mask wearing is like the Holocaust. But like. (laughs) The Republican Party so seems crazy. so crazy. It is just so crazy. And it's crazy that we have to, that like, it, it it's a big deal that the members of his own party have to condemn it. It's like, no shit, they should be condemning it. It's like, right. and it's just, that is just a state, like where they are is like, they have to, it's not, it's not obvious that they condemn <laughs> these, these comments because yeah. like, they have to make a point of saying it. It's, that's where they're at. Yeah. And I don't think the people that like Marjorie Taylor Greene think that anti-Semitic comments are disqualifying. So like this moves the needle in no way. And I feel like that, like, I don't think it moves the Republican party closer to being like, okay, we need to like make sure clowns like this are not speaking for the party. Like they are still like Trump's Trump's the party. And she is basically the new Trump. Like she's, like you said, she's taking that. She's taking that route. I still think we should honor her being the first woman ever expelled from Congress. I think we should give her that. <laughs> that is beautiful. Privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Girl boss. Right, exactly. Yeah. So as I said, other well-known conservatives, including Ben Shapiro, also belatedly condemned Green's words. To me, this is very icky. To me, this reeks of political opportunism. I think that conservatives are exploiting tensions about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to try to consolidate goodwill among some American Jews who have been disappointed by a certain response from certain progressives. Um, Now, like people, a lot of there's been a lot of raising the alarms, a lot of concern about some of the language that some of the progressives on the left used to talk about Israel. And there's just more of a mainstreaming of 
of that criticism. Um, and we have seen a rise in anti-Semitism as a result. I mean, frankly, probably as a result of that, not because it's not okay to talk about, but just this, this tends to happen whenever there are increased tensions about this, but yeah, it's gross. Like I just, I don't need to have Kevin McCarthy standing up for Jews. Like I am certain somebody that that stormed the Capitol has a swastika tattoo. So start. Let's investigate I that. That rather. one guy was wearing a camp Auschwitz t-shirt. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Look into it. They don't even want to look into how that guy got into the Capitol at all. Yeah. Like maybe you could help American Jews by figuring out how the Camp Auschwitz guy got into the Capitol. That would be nice. It seems like there is this, you know, universal knee-jerk reaction happening where, you know, hate crimes are going up against minorities across multiple groups. Yeah. And it's, you know, who who are the people that perpetrate most of those crimes? Like, white people. Yeah. So it's like, they're just like, it seems like it's just this, you know, post-Trump, like, reaction and it's the Republicans and the conservative people are not doing a good job of holding it in, like not making it about that. But they can't not make it about that. It's, You're so right. Yeah. yeah. Like the increase in anti-Semitic hate crimes has largely been like I did see some reporting this week that amid the increased tensions, we've seen a lot of like them described as pro-Palestinian protesters. But when you look at actual anti-Semitic violence, like over long periods of times, it is, as Brian said, mostly white people. So this just gives conservatives an opportunity to like, to get in there and denounce it because people think that these attacks current that are happening right now are happening by people of color or pro-Palestinian mm-hmm. people. And so now conservatives can be like, great, now, now this is our time. This is yeah. our time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would much rather you, like we said, protect American Jews by investigating the guy with a camp Auschwitz t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt yeah. who broke into the Capitol and said he was going to kill the vice president. Yeah, listen yeah. to that Auschwitz museum on this one. <laughs> I think they yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And I think just in conclusion, I think the only thing that's like the Holocaust is the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we can just kind of leave it there and that that's the Holocaust. And, and there are other bad things that have happened and they right. are their own things. Exactly. <laughs> Certain things you just shouldn't make metaphors about, you know, like, and I think the Holocaust is one of them. Especially as survivors are starting to like die out, we are in a critical time where we can't devalue the Holocaust and we can't let it happen. And that's also another tension. This is a unique tension about why it was so important to talk about this thing that Green did, because like, it's important to also make sure people know the concept. Like, it's really fucked up to like, to misappropriate the Holocaust. Like you can't do yeah. that. Especially for something where 6 million people didn't die. Mm-hmm. Like it's exactly. like, no, like it's like actually no one has died from wearing a mask. The uh-huh. death count on that is actually zero. So like, it's really yeah. insane. Well, I wonder if she'll apologize. I, I doubt it. We will be back with an episode, this crew again on Monday for Memorial Day. So we will see you then. We have like a fun chill episode planned. So make sure you you listen from your your pool lounge or wherever you are. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.